We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Cosentino, and from the capital of the South, we are so grateful for you tuning into Big Peach Running Company's Run ATL Podcast. Once again, I am joined by my cohort in audio crime, D2, Dave Martinez. Hello to you. Hello, and yes, I mean, we just came from a, from a run, and as you uh, most people know, it's been raining. We've had some bad storms come through, but this morning it was a light drizzle, so it was a nice, comfortable, kind of pleasant uh, morning to be out for a run. It was awesome, and I wonder if people will be able to tell in our voices Oftentimes, we do tape in the evening. Right now, it is first thing in the morning, post-run, and actually very necessary for us to do so to set our topic for this episode up for our content with our featured conversation. And we are going to discuss and bring to all of our listeners encouragement as it relates to fitness and exercise and healthful living and wellness in the workplace, we have a suggestion around here that a healthy workforce makes for a healthy workplace. And D2, you and I, as part of Big Peach Running Company and all of our teammates and colleagues, we probably take it to one end of the spectrum that we wouldn't suggest that everybody has to. But we, whether it was like this morning, and it wasn't all run, we actually covered a number of topics that are important to our business, that are important to us and to our organization meeting our potential. So it was both work and play all at once, step after step after step. And I think there are more and more places that are thinking along the lines that we do, but not everywhere. Trends might be in our favor, but as we think about what we're gonna talk about today, take us back, what is your personal history, even prior to Big Peach Running Company with fitness in your work environment? Well, for the most part, I mean, it's really been uh, non-existent. Uh, any of the places that I've worked at really hasn't had a, any type of corporate type of fitness program or even a corporate gym or any type of uh, discount to work out or partnership with a, a local gym because it hasn't really been in the forefront of, of that. I think things are changing now, obviously, with, you know, health costs and insurance being really kind of uh, hot topics and trying to reduce those, those costs and the, uh, you know, the medical costs that are associated with living maybe not so healthy or, or not healthy eating, um, that uh, you know, companies are becoming more and more conscious about creating a better work environment. I think studies are out there now that says that you know, individuals that are able to um, to work out, you know, either beforehand during the day or afterwards, or at least have some sort of regular activity, tend to be more productive, tend to deal with stress better. And I can attest to that um, just based on, you know, where I'm at, I'm at today. Um, uh, my previous uh, work experience was, uh, oddly enough, at a company that, you know, was, was with Cox, which we'll have, you know, we'll, we'll introduce them in a, in a little bit. But it was in a very high-stress type environment, which is television news. And you're talking about, you know, local TV, breaking news, and, you know, it's almost a 24-7 type of business. It is. Sure. And, you know, you're, even though you're not always on call, you sort of kind of are. Yep. Because things happen in the middle of the night, in the weekends, and you're expected to come in and, and show up. And sometimes you could work, you know. 12 hour days and sometimes it's unexpected and you know and you don't you may have that run you may have that workout plan but all of a sudden it doesn't happen 
um, because the day just got longer because some, you know, some breaking news happened or it's election night and things like that. So, I mean, it's a very stressful type of environment and I'm, I'm grateful that I've transitioned out of that into, you know, the environment that I am now, which is more of, you know, a more of a healthy, you know, um, you know, type of uh, environment in the sense that we promote health and wellness, a pedestrian active lifestyle. And we, we talked to talk, we walked the walk, we had our meeting, you know, you know, on the run, which is a great way. We were multitasking. That's exactly we got a workout right. in and we covered a lot of different topics. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, and we I might not be able to talk and chew gum at the same time or walk and chew gum at the same time, but we can have a meeting and go for a run at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and similarly, you know, I have been in work environments prior to founding Big Peach Running Company, and it was mostly on me. And, and for the most part, I took it pretty seriously. And at the same time, I know that there is momentum. You mentioned employers and those places that are being, your word was conscious about this. The momentum, I think, to some degree is because of the studies that are now, now out that indicate productivity can be linked back to the wellness of those who are on your team. In addition, there's no shortage of discussion about insurance and insurance rates and what workplace expectations might be relative to health insurance. So now what we have to do, of course, is to take that momentum and make the most of it. We're already bought in. We're already practitioners of making sure our work environment is very wellness-minded. There are places along the entire spectrum. And today, our encouragement through our featured conversation is that everybody, no matter how good you may be or how much room there is for improvement, begin to take even more steps forward. We brought in some real experts. Specifically, we have Kayla Kelly. She is part of Corporate Health Unlimited or Corporate Sports Unlimited, as many people have heard the term in the past. They're an organization that has been in Atlanta for over 30 years. Of course, their business is not exclusively connected to Atlanta. They are well outside the Atlanta MSA and the state of Georgia, but what a wealth of information and what a resource they are for organizations of every size. And Kayla has her expertise in so many different organizations right now. So she'll be part of this conversation. We'll also have Suzanne Ross with us. She's also part of, part of corporate health, part of Kayla's team, and a longtime friend of mine. I'm going to comment in just a second on that, D2, but along with Suzanne, who is overseeing all of the cool things that are being done at Cox Communications, including not one, but two fitness centers and their own 5K. Suzanne has taken 10 plus years at Cox and truly, in my opinion, define what workplace wellness should look like at a big organization and at a major employer. Coming with her will be Jessica Rossi. She is part of the Cox Communications team and has been there for quite some time. We'll dive into their bios in the episode that is forthcoming. But before we go to a quick break, D2, when we were putting this together and I knew that Suzanne Ross was going to be part of our panel, it took me back to the first time that I met her. And when I did, this was over 12 years ago. She was part of a group, Christian Runners, that used to run out of our Brookhaven store in Cherokee Plaza. And I had the chance to fit Suzanne, not for her first pair of shoes, 
but just the conversation that ensued and how much we had in common and some of the things that she was already working on. And it just geeked me out that she was spreading her obvious enthusiasm and love for fitness and for living so healthfully with others. That has been a friendship that has continued and now here, of course, culminates in her being one of our guests today. But I just wanna say very quickly, there are many of those relationships that I personally, and I know Big Peach Running Company organizationally does not take for granted. Maybe even listeners right now who have been coming into our stores, seeing us at events, running into us at expos or other places for now a decade or more. And I just wanna say so, so gratefully, thank you, thank you, thank you. Those relationships mean so much to us. And just like the honor and privilege it is to be able to wake up and go out for a run while we have a meeting. It is also just an unbelievable and incredible privilege to run into people who I've gotten to know through this industry and through this organization and now can say it's been a decade plus. So thank you. We do not take those relationships lightly. I personally am so much better for them. You mean so much. And certainly it is episodes like this that are driven by wanting to continuously add value to what it is that you've done for so long. So right after this brief break, we'll be back with our three friends and this workplace wellness episode. Do your feet hurt? Feel any discomfort in your joints or lower back when you run? Your shoes might be the root of the problem. Whatever your fitness level, your feet should be comfortable and your shoes shouldn't be the cause of an injury or keep you from achieving your fitness goals. Come into any of our seven Big Peach Running Company locations for a free three-step fit process, including a video gait analysis. Our professional fitters will help get you into shoes that fit so you can enjoy running, walking, or any activity that requires you to be on your feet. Our 100% satisfaction guarantee will give you peace of mind if your new shoes don't live up to your expectations. Simply return them. No problems, no hassles, no time limit. We want to make sure you're completely happy with your shoes so you can achieve your fitness goals. Visit Big Peach Running Company today. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. As I said in the intro, today is a day it will be tough to keep me down. I think our listenership D2 knows my enthusiasm carries over in every episode, but this is one I am so personally fired up about because of workplace fitness and healthy living, more productive people in the workforce is something that I think we have so much room for growth. But we have people right now who will lead that growth, have done it for a long time, and will give us all something to think about and will be better for as this conversation occurs. So first, my welcome. You already know how much of a fan I am of the three of you. For our listeners, I'm going to quickly provide them names and roles, and then I'm going to basically give you a question. I'd love all of you to take in just a crack at that first question. And if you lean into some of your personal experience then, that is fine because I want our audience to get to know you and to come to love you the same way I do because of what you do every day. So first of all, here on my right is Jessica Rossi. She is the wellness manager at Cox Enterprise, has been at Cox for over a decade, has been in this role for a couple of years and has seen so many cool things happen at an organization that I genuinely believe is the tip of the spear and is definitely best in class when we think about 
corporate wellness. Suzanne Ross, a longtime friend. I've known her for over a decade. She is with an organization that I have such an affinity for, part of the corporate sports umbrella, Corporate Health Unlimited. Suzanne has been there for 16 years. It's hard to believe that, Suzanne, looking at you, you've been part of the Cox family there at their fitness centers for 14 years. You and Jessica have known each other for a long time and now have had the good fortune of working together over the last couple of years. And then, of course, Kayla Kelly, also part of Corporate Health Unlimited. She's in a new role. This is always fun for me when we have somebody with a fresh lens to provide. But you've been with Corporate Sports for six years in a tremendous number of roles in lots of different variety. You'll be able to speak to all of that. And we are so, so glad for you all being here. Thanks again. So I mentioned, first question, what is it in your own life that makes it so exciting to do what you do? Before we get to the organizational, before we get to what we can share that you're doing right now, give us a chance to better get to know you. Because for somebody like D2 and I, I can tell you, we wanna be around the fitness industry, we wanna be at Big Peach Running Company, because we love the people, we love the lifestyle, we live it ourselves, we think about it when we're not doing it. How about for y'all? Jessica, I'm going to start with you. Give us a little bit of backstory on who you are and how you ended up here. All right, great. Well, um, yep, like as you mentioned, been at Cox for over a decade and have had the opportunity to work in a variety of roles. When it comes to wellness, um, I was always interested in what a wellness career might look like. And then a few years ago, I had the opportunity to actually apply for and be part of that role at Cox. One of the things that makes me really excited is to see people engage in their health in a new way and make changes that then positively impact their life. Um, I was actually uh, recently had an email from someone who we work with who's been participating in the CrossFit program at Cox and he talked about how just growing his own strength has helped him have more tolerance and love and patience for his family when he gets home and for his co-workers and just uh, working on his health and how that has such positive effects across the board. So it's those individual stories for me, particularly in the workplace, that are so inspiring and really want me to find ways to support people in whatever that endeavor means for them. Well, and I think that's a great thing to mention. I knew it would come up today. It's not just, and absolutely it happens, to think about a more productive workforce, whether at Cox or whatever organization our listeners might be part of, but it's also real transformation in individual lives and in families and in places that matter beyond the workplace. And that can happen with the work that you're doing. Suzanne, I know a little bit of your story. So many don't yet. What brought you to this role and where you are now? Well, similarly to Jessica, it's been just a joy to get to do or have a career around what I genuinely love, which is wellness. Um, I never thought that I could have a career doing something that I love. I, I grew up as a runner, and I'm just thankful that I can implement that into what I do every day um, by helping people find their passions and um, be happy in the workplace. And so through that, I've even gotten to implement implement my own passions um, of running, of just being active, and I feel really strongly that um, that hopefully shows from me and helps others um, embrace that in the workplace, and then it just, you see that, as Jessica mentioned, in the work that they do, coming to be a part of the things in the fitness center, it changes their lives, it changes their family lives um, and beyond, and so it's not just 
um, what we see even day to day, it, it affects their family and their communities around them. That's awesome. So a longtime practitioner yourself and now getting a chance for the last 16 years to kind of live it out in front of others and make sure they come to feel about it the way you always have. Kayla, I know a valued leader at corporate sports for six years, but those number of roles leading to this one, this is a big role. Big Peach Running Company has had the good fortune of working with your organization for the last few years. The organizations that you work with, these are not entities that need introduction. Cox Enterprises, CNN, Turner, Delta, to those in Atlanta and around the world, they know those types of organizations and now you have a chance to speak into them. First, let us hear about you. So um, I grew up playing sports. I've played sports my whole entire life. Um, I know that my main passion is helping people. Awesome. So as I went through college, I was wondering how I could put these two things together. Um, I came across corporate sports a while back, and immediately I knew that's where I wanted to be. Um, so as I moved up, my goal every single day is just to touch lives. How can we make this person better? Um, a lot of people don't know where to start, so I like to start with people who are new to fitness and who are new to wellness that we can include everyone because the people who do it every day, they're kind of already in a routine. They don't need as much help. So my focus is how can we get everyone involved in health and wellness to make them better? So D2 is not going to get a chance to introduce himself again, but that makes it five of five around this table. For those of you who are like, man, am I really going to hear somebody else tell me I can do it? My organization is good enough to do these kinds of things. The answer is yes. If you do not want to hear this, this is not the episode episode for you. The five of us are so convinced that you can Jessica, we know that corporate sports has been around for 38 years. At the same time, Cox, we think about what I said is really my example of best in class. Somebody here referred to it as gold star. So that's tremendous experience. But at the same time, if you look at what's happened in the last few years, before we go over to Kayla and say, tell us about what's changed in three plus decades, let's think about the last few years. What do you see that's happening that you're so encouraged about workplace wellness that would make you want to keep doing this for the next few? So one of the things that Cox has is a health screening program and offers free health screenings. And so a few years ago, the program for us was more around getting your normal health screening and then um, a little bit of, of financial wellness with 401k. And now the scope of wellness is just expanding. And so we are really looking at wellness much more holistically. We all spend um, probably most of our wake waking lives at work. Mm -hmm. And in order to take care of ourselves, we have to have some kind of balance. So wellness is really growing to encompass not just physical health, so nutrition and movement, but also your mental and emotional health, as well as your financial health. And all of these things are really integrated. So it's really exciting to consider the scope of wellness and how we could potentially give resources and provide support for people who may need help in a variety of aspects of their life. Um, not just saying get out and exercise and eat better, but really looking at the full scope of their lives and what's going to support them to really have a healthy and fulfilling lifestyle. Well, and you have a lot of people on your campus just here in Atlanta alone. I think it's around 5,000 mm -hmm. team members. Was that one of those things where everybody did that assessment or took that kind of fitness test? So the health screening is voluntary. So if you okay. are on our medical plan, we offer it 
uh, for free. So it measures five things. It takes 10 minutes. If you participate, we give you a payroll credit back on your on your account. So basically you do it and you get some free money. Uh, on average, we have somewhere between, between 40 and 50% participation. Okay. Um, so that's pretty good awesome. uh, for us overall, um, certainly. But I, I always hope that more people will get screened um, just to know some basic health metrics, especially if they're gonna set any goals for themselves. Um, well, I know that obviously you and Suzanne are working on that every day. Now let's look at a long time organization in and around Atlanta. If we think about corporate sports, corporate health unlimited now, what has the arena been in the past and what is it now? What has changed over that time? I know you've not been there the 38 years it's been around, <laughs> but I also know you know the people who have. You've seen a lot in your own six years there, and you've heard the stories of what things were like a decade or two ago. What do you believe is different today than what might have been the case a couple of decades ago? So we started so tiny. Like, no one was interested in fitness at all. Um, what so a sad statement. Isn't that sad? But it doesn't make it any less true. Uh, Thank goodness that's not the case anymore. So now you're starting to see if companies haven't already, they're starting to take that first step. They're starting to get involved in employee health and fitness. Um, I know for us, we're growing. So at the end of last year, we had 16 facilities. And at the end of this year, we'll have 22 open facilities. So we are wow, growing across Atlanta. Um, that's so exciting to see that people really do care and they want that workplace wellness. Um, so hopefully more and more companies will continue to get on the board and they'll call us and we'll take care of them. So you think about that type of growth, 16 to 22, just in a 12 or 15 month period. Now let's maybe take it down to Cox itself, Suzanne. She's seeing that type of growth and adding facilities. You've been at the same facility now for a number of years. Are you seeing growth in your facility? And if so, where is some of that growth coming from? Absolutely. So the neat thing is that we have so many employees, or Cox has so many employees in Atlanta, but we've been able to consolidate them to one space. And that in turn allows us to have just an outreach to so many people um, on campus. And we've been able to do so many different programs with them within the walls of the fitness center, but also outside of the walls, um, and also implement great things in our cafes around campus. The campus is designed now with all those people on it to be walkable, to be very safe. We host group runs, we do walking meetings, we have all kinds of things that people can you know, easily do now that there's a campus designed around that. And so definitely we are continuing to just try to reach outside, catch those people that maybe aren't gonna come into the fitness center on a day-to-day -day basis and meet them where they are in a way that we can help to um, improve their lifestyles in a healthy way. So I think that should be so encouraging for everybody. This isn't just for the human resources manager. This is for anyone, no matter how big or small your organization is. If you are in a position of influence, you think about an organization that has been around for almost 40 years. You think about at least who I would describe as best in class, and they're both seeing growth. S serious, real growth, 16 to 22 new programs, places on campus that are being utilized differently, people getting involved that were not previously. The time is now. There is momentum. You talked about screenings and the percentage that are doing it, the fact that you're making those resources available. 
if we think about Cox and we think about that status that they rightly deserve as being a bit of a pioneer in ensuring not just a productive, but also very healthy-minded workforce, what do you think have been some of the trade secrets that you can now maybe unlock for the rest of us, for that organization that is only three or five people, for a big peach running company that is around fitness all the time, but just has substantially less resources than what Cox does? What would you say, here's where you start or here's what you think about when you push yourself to get started? So I will say we we really started at Cox with the support of leadership, knowing that our chairman and our leaders live healthy lifestyles, have always been very involved in fitness and encouraging healthy lifestyles for others. And that alone helped permeate the design and influence of expanding the campus and putting a gym in place and making sure that we had um, a cafeteria that had a variety of healthy options. So um, for us, the leadership piece is key, but you certainly don't have to have a large budget or a dedicated resource to implement some of these things wherever you are. Um, I think that if there's someone who is an influencer, um, the first thing is really to be that example and leading by example. Um, I know this is a running podcast and I love to run. Um, while it's great to encourage other people to do to do certain things, one of the things I would caution for anyone who's being an influencer is to encourage people. Suzanne mentioned meeting people where they are. Um, and so encouraging people at the workplace is incredibly important, but not saying, um, I'm a runner, running is the best, you need to run. because. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us who are runners probably have heard, well, I only run if something's chasing me. Sure. And yep. then everybody shuts <laughs> down and they're probably not going to then be supportive of your own health goals. So one being leading by example, but then encouraging people where they are. So, you know, if someone says, I'm really trying to eat more vegetables, the next time you see them saying, man, have you tried any new vegetables recently? Instead of say- someone saying, I really need to get in shape. And then us turning around and saying, well, you need to run and you need to eat better and you need to drink more water because that alone, creating a culture of that inclusion and encouragement will go a really long way to just building the culture instead of, um, being more prescriptive about it. Well, and there are three things that that you said that I would say bears repeating. First of all, your last term, culture. It is cultural at Cox now, but that doesn't happen overnight. But that leader, those leadership team members need to make a commitment to it. They can't just suggest it. They can't delegate it. Mm -hmm. Those men and women who are in positions of influence, who are the leaders of whatever size organization, need to walk and live it out themselves Mm -hmm. for others to help make it cultural. And then lastly, and I think this is so important for everyone to hear, it may not be where you'll become and maybe displace Cox with the AJC Peachtree Road Race and a title sponsorship next year. But my goodness, what about a half dozen team members participating where you're willing to reimburse a portion of the entry fee as a low cost incentive? And maybe it's not those people who are not runners because you want to meet them where they are, but you've made small resources available. You've had a conversation with them and you've taken steps to make it more cultural. Mm -hmm. Suzanne, in the fitness centers, and I do say that with some pluralization, there are multiple fitness centers and all kinds of programs that exist at Cox. The good news for that is you get a chance to see not only what works really, really well, but maybe what has not been as successful. Knowing that you have multiple locations and all kinds of different programs that you've tried, 
where would you suggest someone start? What are those things that every year, year in and year out, you're just really pleased with the results? Or what are some of the things that you might caution someone and just say, look, we've tried this. Learn from our mistakes. There are better ways to spend your time or your money or use your influence. How would you answer that? Honestly, the good news is, is you can try new things. You're going to have things not work out quite right and people that maybe don't embrace what it is you're putting out there. But I think being open to um, your employees and, as we would say, members in our gym, hearing their feedback and listening to them and really catching on to what it is that really they enjoy. And again, coming around that culture piece, um, really understanding your culture and what um, people do like. And so stepping out and being willing to try new things. We, um, every month we do different programs in our facilities and it could be about nutrition. It could be about fitness. It could be about really um, grabbing onto an observance of just an important um, initiative out there that others can relate to. And so everybody can somehow um, find that applicable to them. And so I think that's the important thing is trying new things, listening to the people around you. And, um, and I would just say for leaders to really um, look to embrace and have a culture in a day-to-day -day where they encourage the ability to go on a walking meeting or um, take that time that someone needs to um, be mindful have a, a meditation you know, period of their day or go to the fitness center, whatever that may be, but just to encourage that, I think that's always a great thing. What a great answer, D2, because I have to admit, I mean, there are so many aspects of our business where we go to our store teams, we go to people who are part of the community, whether it's in a group run or a shop in our stores, we say, give us some feedback. What do you think about this product? What do you think about this process? What do you think about what we're doing right here? But then when I ask this, the question, Suzanne, I hadn't thought about that element but how perfect for that organization that wants to get started but doesn't know where. Just go to your team. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm going to use your phrase, Jessica. Meet them where they are and then ask them, where should we get started? Nobody's going to answer the question like, I absolutely hate wealthy, healthy and uh, fitness-minded life. I hope to die young and be unproductive the entire way. Nobody's going to say that, right? They'll at least offer something that would be like, oh, my goodness, it'd be really nice if I did this more often. Great. That's a place to start. So now thinking about the importance of feedback, let's look at it corporately. Kayla, corporately might be some of those organizations I met earlier, or it might be some of those questions or some of those organizations I mentioned, you know, when we were, before we fired up the mic, you get a chance to interact with a lot of different organizations. You have a team along with Suzanne that are in other facilities. What are certain things that you're seeing or hearing that are good ideas that you can share to all of those who right now might not have the same level and the same vision that you do? Start small. Um, Start small. Anything is better than nothing. So we're seeing some companies who don't have fitness centers, they're putting walking trails in around their facilities. Um, you can run hydration promos. So tell someone the importance of being hydrated. That doesn't cost anything. You can hit a mass amount of people and it's so important. Um, we see companies moving towards wellness champions, so they'll have designated people in their company that really push health, fitness, wellness, nutrition. Um, I know some companies will have a dietitian on staff, or um, and they do free nutrition advice. Mm -hmm. um, 
So even if it's not a fitness facility or a, a fitness center, um, there's a lot of little things you can do to get your employees moving. So I love start small because it's so easy for all of us, even the five of us here, to want to just get everybody to the conclusion of the AJC Peachtree Road Race, right? That's where we want everybody. We can't wait to see and take the pictures of all of us at the tent. But it doesn't need to be that way. Start small, and you gave us a couple of terrific examples. Now if we think about the organization that's already doing some things, but they don't have it all figured out. They wouldn't say, we've got it all figured out. How do we keep them motivated? Cox is not Cox where now we see that they're involved in the Beltline. They've been a long champion of the PATH Foundation. Of course, their involvement with the AJC Peachtree Road Race is so well-recognized and so very much appreciated by organizations like Big Peach Running Company. We think about an almost 40-year-old organization in Corporate Health Unlimited. There's had to be these doses of motivation that have happened along the way. Where do those come from? How do you keep it going and keep the longevity that both Cox and Corporate Health know all about? So I'm going to mention something Suzanne said earlier about trying new things and being willing to... So that's not just at the onset. I trying new things is a philosophy absolutely. all the way. Absolutely. All the time. Okay. Um, for everyone, for all things, always try something new. Um, that's good advice for and, you. And me. <laughs> <laughs> Always try something new on race day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to make that recommendation. Um, but I think that we all know what it's like to have our motivation ebb and flow. And that can be natural, whether it's you're training for something or if you're in the workplace. So being okay with some of that ebb and flow, knowing that there are seasons of life. Um, one of the things that has motivated us uh, in that realm is... Uh, exploring different partnerships. So for existing companies of any size, a lot of healthcare plans or maybe employee assistance programs that may be established within companies already have healthy lifestyle pro programs that are probably underutilized. So there might be actual existing programs that people could take and promote without having to do any extra legwork. Okay. Um, I know that we have also been really inspired by partnering with um, nonprofits, uh, local gym, gyms, other like boutique gyms, even Big Peach Running Company, and seeing what other people are doing. And oftentimes, when other people are motivated and inspired, it is very pervasive. So once you partner with someone who's doing something new and they have some really good energy, it can kind of just roll into some of your other programs. So uh, I think just having those partnerships and looking for new creative ways to build partnerships can be a fun way to try something new. It doesn't usually cost any money. Um, and then you can also stay motivated. That's awesome. Keep trying something new. Suzanne, what would you tag onto that? Is there anything that you would add? Yeah, I really agree with what Jessica said. Don't look beyond your, your neighbors, um, your community, and really uh, reach out. Um, it could look, you know, like a big peach running company that's right around the corner. Um, but even people that are, you know, it could be um, restaurants and other places that also really adopt and um, implement healthy eating and things. And when they see your willingness to reach out to them, they'll grab a hold of that. And when you can have partners like that who then help support events that you do or initiatives that you have that offer discounts to your employees because you've partnered with them on things, it's powerful when you um, have a community around you and you're all 
you all have that same vision, great things are going to happen. Well, and this is the time. I mean, it's interesting for us to see how many different types of entities that we're now partnering with. And it includes restaurant and includes other retailers. It's not just, you know, chiropractors and other practitioners of wellness. That used to always be if you came to a special event at Big Peach Running Company, you'd end up meeting someone who you would just assume would be there. Now it's like, wow, I had no idea this was on the menu or I had no idea this particular entity would be interested in having a conversation mm -hmm. with me. So there's tremendous momentum along those lines. Kayla, if we think about keeping things new at corporate sports and through Corporate Health Unlimited, what are some of the things that are on the horizon for you? Because you can't just lean into the last 35 plus years and say, well, that's what works and we'll do it for the next 35. You have to keep it fresh as well. How do you plan on doing that? So I think a big factor of motivation is fun. If people aren't having fun, they're not going to do it. Um, everyone, I'm not going to say everyone. A lot of people are scared of fitness. It sounds scary. It, can be it looks scary. Um, it can be tedious sometimes, but if they can find something that they enjoy and that they have fun doing, they will continue to do it. Um, so we just really try to keep our programs fresh. We try to stay up with current trends um, and we just try to get the word out there of what's working, like what's in the now. So let's use that fun because Big Peach Running Company, one of our core values is we take fun seriously. So I love the fact that you brought that in. I can immediately connect with it. But I think more importantly, so can our listenership because not too many of us shy away from fun, even if we all know somebody who shies away from fitness. Jessica made the comment earlier about those who are working, and let's say that this is a, an exaggeration. Someone who's working full-time and somebody who wants to be fit can't separate the two that much and be successful at both. They just can't. There's too much time that you're spending working, and it does require a commitment to stay fit. Fun might be what connects that full-time employment with that real possibility of sticking with it in your healthy living. What is it that you're finding that's fun? And it's not necessarily universal, but you're like, I believe this has real promise or has shown real results. I think right now group fitness classes are in. Okay. So I see a lot of people who would not exercise on their own, who are being dragged into these classes by their friends, by their coworkers, by their peers, and they're going and they're realizing this is a good time. I can meet these people that are like me, I have an opportunity to work out, um, and it's just fun. So I see that happening a lot now. So group fitness, I think that's good. I mean, so many great buzz terms already. You get a chance to see programs that have come and gone, and you get a chance to look at a calendar. You may already have the calendar planned for August. We're taping this in mid-July. What are some of the programs that you're seeing people gravitate to right now? And one of the cool things, fitness is not just for 5.30 to 7 o'clock in the morning or 6 to 8 p.m., right? I mean, you've got things going on all day, all week long. What are some of the things that where somebody would be like, you know what? I'm going to tell my coworker, don't look for me in my office at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I know most people and most organizations would think I should be in my office, but guess what? I'm doing this instead. What are some of those things that they might be doing? and that you just see so much growth possibility. I think the group aspect truly is um, a really neat thing and some uh, companies may not have the ability to do group fitness, but you can always meet and do a group run or a walk, do group um, recreational things, um, team up and do a fun um, one-time soccer 
um, thing if you have a lot of soccer lovers in your uh, company. It could look so different, but I think team building things are fun and competitive things are fun for people to do. Um, you can never really, like you said, no one's going to really shy away from fun. Yep. And so just getting creative and trying different things around that. Um, but the competitive piece is also another thing that we look to implement in the programs that we do month to month, um, whether it's someone getting to be competitive with themselves or with their coworker and spur them on in what they're doing and say, come on, come do this with me. So I think that's such an important element that you just competitive with yourself or with your coworker because there are a lot of organizations where they have a former NCAA football player sitting next to somebody who would admittedly say, I haven't gone to the gym ever or at least in the last couple of decades and could be intimidated. Sometimes it's just about yourself. Last year, we had a meeting with our general managers and everybody thought we were going to sit around and talk about the numbers. Instead, we went and played kickball. Mm -hmm. And when we first said we're going to do this, there were some rolling of the eyes. But my goodness, everybody had fun, even if it was those who didn't necessarily think it was a good idea at the onset to go, I wasn't so bad at that. I kicked the ball more consistently than I thought I would. So I so agree with you, regardless of what type of organization it is, as long as you recognize the competition sometimes is just getting out and doing it and saying, that's five minutes that I wouldn't have done something if I hadn't been challenged by this organization. Right. So I'm going to ask all of you this question as well. Jessica, I'm going to start with you. We know there are people in organizations right now, they're incredibly productive, they're valued team members, and they're already living a pretty decent fitness-minded lifestyle. They maybe eat decently, they certainly get out and perhaps walk or run a few miles or do group fitness classes, but they feel like they're on an island in their workplace. Maybe it's a workplace of two, maybe it's a workplace of 2,000. How would you encourage them so that they continue to live that lifestyle they are now for many, many, many years to come, but also can start to rub off on others, whether it's just that one other person or whether it's those who they might not meet until tomorrow's workday starts? I think it's such a good question. And um, it's challenging to be in a place if you feel like you're on an island and you don't have a community to really support you. And I know that's something that we kind of aim to do with the fitness centers and elsewhere is to build that community. I think if someone's in that position, particularly if they're a very, very small team, they're probably going to have to look somewhere online to build some kind of community or to show up to group runs or group fitness outside of their workplace, um, especially if you just have a couple of, of people. Okay. Um, another thing, even just within, within the workplace, to start um, to have some conversations about health. Um, and maybe an easy an easy entry with someone who's maybe not focused on their health um, would be asking people about hobbies or their favorite way to sweat or what's your favorite food. And you can kind of ease into some kind of passion. Um, but knowing that, unfortunately, you may not always find community among people you work with. Okay. I think the larger... Um, organization you have, the more opportunity you have to create those communities. Um, but for those folks who, again, are on that island, I think um, staying really true to your own vision okay. and understanding um, maybe what your needs are and then looking internally in your organization to say, where can I build the community and who could be my allies? Um, and then just being really creative about how to build the community from there. Well, I think that's, that's great advice. Obviously, Cox is a huge influence and also a huge organization. And, and what I hear you saying is 
you need to, and you said it, be true to yourself. You need to be the dog, not the tail, and make sure that you have that influence as opposed to let maybe some of those lesser or not quite as well-intentioned who are around you influence you instead. Well, and especially being aware of what part of your health you need the support in. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe if you're someone who's really in need of support around nutrition or um, you're living with diabetes and you need some accountability, um, you know, to keep your blood glucose in line at work, or maybe you're just really trying to be more active, or maybe you're just really stressed because you've mm -hmm. got so much going on. Um, being a little honest about what you need um, and helping to ask other people to support you. Uh, but it's, it's hard to do it from a blanket perspective because there are so many aspects of health that we can focus on. And if you're truly focused on a goal and you really need help, identifying what that is and being willing to ask other people to support you is a great start. Gosh, I hope people hear that. Dave and I are, are big fans of, of others who you know, do a good job of, of indicating what workplace wellness looks like in a lot of areas and transparency and honesty and even vulnerability. It's in as well, mm -hmm. right? There's some real momentum in that. So I hope people heard that, Jessica. Suzanne, what would you say for that individual who right now feels all alone, but shouldn't, and even more importantly, might not, if he or she does some of the things that they might pick up on this episode? Such a good question, and I think what's just been on my mind around this entire talk is being willing to be the change, and like Jessica said, um, being vulnerable and kind of putting yourself out there, recognizing maybe what your needs are and what you see around you um, as things that could be changed and become better. And then also looking for ways to help offer solutions to that. You may not have the ability to have a really great community in your workplace due to the size, resources, whatever that looks like. But if you get creative, there are little ways that you can implement things um, around nutrition. You could bring a healthy snack in to work and you know just something really small show we talked it off. about yes being for but you could bring it and share with everybody and just implement that i mean i think it's probably really common that people bring you know donuts to work a lot that's that's something people get excited about but be that person that brings like a basket of fruit in and try to you know have community around that um, also looking, just being willing to do the legwork for things. If you are passionate about one area, um, it could be as a runner that you're passionate about that. Look at ways that maybe you could um, collaborate with others, get some feedback from them and come up with a plan to have that group run or get involved with another organization outside of the company and just be willing to do that legwork so that you can help that change happen. You gotta put some time and effort in. It's not just gonna happen. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. If you're mm -hmm. that person who's all alone right now, take the opportunity to influence others. You'll be very much pleased that you did. The reward that I know all of us get when somebody comes to us and even asks a question, they kind of give us this status that we're an athlete. And if we're all honest, that kind of makes us feel good but what makes us even feel better is that person who asked us the question, whether it's two weeks or two years later, somebody else is then asking that person the same question and they're able to answer it and pass along that enthusiasm and that information. Man, what a treat that is. All right, Kayla, bring us home. We think about that person on an island, but I'm also going to put you out there given the fact that you're in a relatively new role. Mm -hmm. If we were to look 12 months down the road, what would define success for you in those first 12 to 15 months of this role for all those people who are an island 
and all those organizations that you're going to have a chance to work with over the course of time. What does success kind of look like on an individual basis and on an organizational basis? So we all know anytime you're the only one, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, people kind of give you that look. My accountability partner needs an accountability partner. Yes. So I think it's important to be a champion of health and fitness. If you enjoy doing it, own it. However, do not be too abrasive. So don't push it on others. Be encouraging because you really can be an inspiration. If you're the only one and this is what you're about, you're going to inspire someone. You just have to get the word out in the correct way. Um. As far as companies go, there are so many things you can do. Um, I know we think we have to have this huge budget or we have to have this great fitness center or we have to have this fantastic cafeteria that has all these options. Um, There is something that everyone can do. Um, We have multiple programs that we can provide for companies if they need it. Um, We have fitness centers where people can go and join and work out. We have some that are private, some that are public. Um, There really is an option for everyone. You can encourage people to bring their lunch instead of going out to eat all the time. You can encourage people to drink more water instead of drinking Coke. Um, There's something that everyone can do, and we want to reach all of those people. There should be no barriers. I know the three of you are reaching people. Kayla, Suzanne, and Jessica, thank you very much for this. We are taking on workplace wellness. We'll do so again when we get back with some final tips. These are the experts. I hope that you will take so many of the golden nuggets that they've left. I know that D2 and I will continue to pound the drum on the importance of this, not just so that you have a team that's more productive, but quite frankly, as Kayla said, so that we can all say that we have a workplace that has fitness and is simply just that much more fun. And the fun will continue right after this break. The warmer temps are here and it's time to put away the long sleeves. Just in time for the spring and summer, our new Run ATL shirts are here with a large selection of color options and styles, including tanks and tees. Check back often as we've got new styles coming in every month. They're available at all seven Big Peach Running Company locations and online at bigpeachrunningco.com. Welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. And I will tell you, D2, I hope all of our listeners got as much out of that as we promised that they would. But if nothing else, I can tell you that was even better than what I could have imagined because I am so, so, so passionate about injecting more and more every single day wellness into the workplace and having a workforce in and around Atlanta in all kinds of different organizations that is tip top because they take their fitness very seriously. What were your impressions of some of the guidance? That oh, those I, I mean, I, I think us? it's great. I think that uh, I think nowadays those are things that people um, are going to, you know, when they interview you for a job, because I mean, right now, I think that's one of the things that, you know, there's, there's a lot of jobs that are available. I think employment, uh, you know, rate is, 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 as well as it can be expected. But I think people are looking for those type of things. It's not, it's not just about how much am I getting paid. It's like, what are the other additional benefits? You know, if there's a corporate gym, I think those are, are definitely some incentives and some benefits because now you don't have to go out and pay for a membership if it's included as part of your place. The fact that it's convenient that you can go down from your office to the gym, 
um, you know, uh, at your lunch hour. Saves you time. You don't have to get in, in traffic. It offers convenience. It offers you know, an ability to re reduce stress and to be healthy. So I think those are all great things that uh, that's that's coming out of this. I mean, I can't wait until we get our corporate gym. <laughs> well, I will keep you in suspense in terms of when that is going to happen. But, you know, there is a reference oftentimes to third place. And we say, well, the third place should be out on the run. You've got home and then you've got your workplace environment. The third place should be out on the run. But then maybe even more seriously than that, fitness and taking your health seriously needs to be woven into what you do at home. And in our opinion, and obviously through this episode, what you do at work. One more thing that we have to touch on before we let everyone go. Coming up very, very quickly, almost a month from right now, the 2018 Big Peach Sizzler. What an exciting Labor Day it will be. This tradition rolls on. Couple of new things for this year. Do you want to comment on it or would you like me just to zip through all the details? Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, the biggest announcement is that it's it's basically two races instead of yes. one. All right. I mean, it's it now has a 5K. So if previously you found the 10K distance to be a little bit outside of your range of your abilities now and, and that maybe that's why you didn't participate now you've got a uh, 5k so we'll have both a 5k and a 10k this year that's exactly right so there's the teaser here's what you need to know big peach sizzler this year a 10k and a 5k 10k same great sizzling course it will start at the marta station in shambly it will take you all the way to buckhead station similarly in the past this year again even bigger with tucker brewing company a massive post race celebration something you will not want to miss all kinds of ways to get your labor day started and then d2 mentioned it rightfully so there is a 5k that has been added it will start at seven o'clock the 10k d2 is a 7 30 start again this year the 5k is going to start at 7 a.m., it will commence at the Brookhaven Marta Station. It will also travel down Peachtree to the same finish line, the same terrific post-race party. Many, many, many of the 5K runners will be off the course by the time the 10K runners get to that last half of their course. So terrific orchestration and a wonderful addition Big Peach Sizzler this year, both 10 kilometers and five kilometers, you choose. But unless you already have plans that are spectacular and taking you out of town, you should be registered. Of course, you can do so at milesforcf.org or at any Big Peach running company location. You can find more information on our website. And certainly if you are not getting our newsletter you should sign up you can do so on our homepage. you'll get more information as this month of august rolls on on that race and our newsletter of course will give you information that's beyond that that we believe you will take to be very very valuable but d2 we must close for now but not for long thank goodness for us it'll be just two weeks and you and I will be back together again. In the meantime, thanks again for all that you do. And to all of our listeners, thank you. You are appreciated so very much. And like we always say and certainly mean, until we meet again, may your best miles be those covered on foot.